0: Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of Saint Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Roda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieski. Uh, Father Eli uh, was not with us last week because he was uh, kicking it back and on t- vacation. On vacation, yeah. on Easy Street. Yeah. Um, but today he's uh, he's back with us. So thank you for joining us today, Father. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Uh, it's it's good to have you
1: back. Could be back yeah it was uh it's a good time last week as hopefully people get to take some days of rest now and then it was it was good to be with the brother priests and um yeah pray together walk together talk together it was good yeah
0: yeah uh this last weekend i uh i was at a wedding i was an usher in a wedding Mm. of a friend from college who's actually he was a he was, he, at one point, was a seminarian for the diocese. Oh. Uh Chris Wilson, I don't know oh, yeah. if you know Chris him. Wilson got married. Yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. so he, he just got married.
1: Congratulations to him.
0: Uh, on Saturday at the, at the cathedral. Oh, that was a wedding that was at the cathedral.
1: Okay. Yeah. There's a group of young adults that came up, and they were, like, hiking around uh, Gooseberry Falls, and then they came here, and they did a little holy hour, kind of impromptu. Okay. Father Spencer Howe, who's a classmate of mine, was with them. He's from the archdiocese, and... So they did a holy hour here at Saint Lawrence. So yeah, it was funny. Oh, okay. But yeah. they, they apparently knew about this wedding. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, it was fun. It was good. Uh, There's you know some kind of old faces from from college and sure. people that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, then mm-hmm. one of my one of my good friends uh, who uh, just got ordained a priest this year. He came up and said the wedding. Wow. Uh, so because he had connections to both sides, which was fun, which was nice. Cool. So cool, uh, cool. So yeah, it was a it was a it was a nice. Nice weekend, um, busy weekend, Yeah, but uh, but very nice. Great. So,
1: so yeah. Um, well, Father, would you uh, open us with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we offer to you this time, this time of reflection. As we uh, chat, we just ask you to inspire us. We pray for anybody in the parishes right now who is suffering. Uh, we pray for... Those who are struggling in any way. Uh, we pray also for, um, especially for the people at St. Joseph's as we continue to try to work through um, just the, the challenge there of, for them and for us as we try to figure out how to do ministry together. Um, and and uh, we ask you, Lord, to, to be with them in a particular way. Um, and we lift up all these prayers those we hold in our hearts, asking our mother's intercession. Hail Mary, full of okay, grace, the, the Lord, Lord is with, with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners now, now and at, at the, the hour, hour of, of our, our death. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, last week was uh, very quiet, and this week it's uh, kind of starting to ramp up again. Yeah. Which is... which is uh,
1: Which is good. Yeah, so we got some things happening. We have our, tonight is our kickoff. So tonight is Tuesday, is our kickoff for the Catholicism series that's coming up. Um, First night tonight at 6.30. Despite the storm, we're going to push on and we'll see who comes. Uh, If you can't make it this week, maybe next week, or maybe you know somebody who would like to come. Again, this is for Catholics who want to know more about the faith, or even uh, non-Catholics who maybe want to discern more about Catholicism or just understand more about it. So uh, bring a friend if you're of a mind to next Tuesday at 6.30 at Holy Family. Um, I'll also be gone this weekend. The much anticipated people have been asking me for weeks now because I've been putting in the bulletin like, I'm going to be gone, I'm going to be gone. And so now I'm actually going to be gone this weekend. Um, coming up, I'll be at a, at a couple's retreat. Um, uh, uh, an acquaintance, Jen Messing, does these Theology of the Body retreats. And this one's for couples who are married or those who are preparing for marriage. So it'll be fun to kind of see where it goes, and um, it's up the North Shore, so it won't be a lot of hard work for me. It'll just be saying Mass and doing the sacraments for them and kind of um, giving the the spiritual um, nourishment, I guess. But she's going to do the heavy lifting of the talks and that sort of thing. It's my understanding. We'll see when I get there. Um, But it'll give me also a chance to maybe do some thinking and writing and uh, planning for future things. So that's happening this weekend, so I'll be gone Thursday evening through Sunday night. Um, we're also going to be starting a novena for peace and unity in our country on Monday. So Monday the 26th of October we'll be um, have the opportunity to pray for our nation as we have these nine days sort of novena is a nine day prayer. Uh, so it starts Monday and ends on election day. So we'll be having something in the bulletin this weekend so people can um, kind of follow along with that. The election is coming up, of course, November 3rd, so pray for our nation um, and all involved, both sides, whoever's involved, who's up, or, uh, up for election, we pray that God would work through them, who's ever elected. Um, we also have the Feast of All Saints and All Souls coming up, so lots of things. Um, actually, All Saints is a solemnity, so that um, happens on Sunday this year. It happens to fall on Sunday, November 1st, and so we'll be celebrating that instead of the 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time. And All Souls is the next day, November second, and we're going to have two masses, uh, one at eight a.m. at Holy Family, and one at seven p.m. at uh, Saint Lawrence. So, those will be two masses to offer prayers for those who are deceased, the loved ones who have gone before us. So, lots of things coming up in the next couple of weeks to pray for and to think about and to participate in. Other things that I'm missing?
0: I think that is everything that I had uh, written down. Great. So yeah, it's it's you know we got some good stuff going on, and uh, I can't believe it's already basically November. Yeah, that's, here
1: we go. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that's uh, crazy, and we got snow on the ground.
0: Yeah, and we have snow on the ground.
1: Yeah, and maybe more tonight. We're Minnesotans, though. We should expect it. We should, but back, back in the good old days when it used to snow. For six months of the year, we had to walk uphill both both ways.
0: Yeah, I've so I, I I've only heard stories. I've only heard stories, <laughs> or, or
1: or else when uh some somebody will throw out
0: the uh, Halloween storm of '91. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was in second grade. I remember going home early that day. Yeah, thinking, yeah. what are they doing with this? There's not snow on the ground, but then it did. But then, but then it came. But then it came. Yeah, it was. Yeah, great days, glory days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, great. Well.
1: What are we talking about today?
0: Uh yeah, today we are gonna be talking about uh what is it helpful to know as a Catholic? Mm. What as a Catholic, um, you know, maybe maybe we should know, maybe, you know, uh that would be helpful for us to know, uh to be able to live our faith, uh, and to live it uh to, to act to actively live it. Yeah. You know, um one uh one of the big things that we're uh, doing right now as a parish community, we have, um, we have a, a theme that we're living out. Now we've talked about a little bit, but we're kind of, um, really starting to kind of lean into it more. Which is uh, the essentials for the journey. That's kind of, yeah. um, kind of something that we started in October, and we'll kind of, um, be, uh, be leaning into more in November and December. But as, uh, as we go on our journey, this journey of faith, uh, what are the essentials that we need? to right. go onto it and you know ma- maybe it's kind of a little little play on words for uh, uh essential was was a big word and uh through covid yes um so you know kind of play on words on that but then also uh, I think it's a good visit visual idea of you know when we're going on a on a journey uh we need to pack things and we can't take everything with us you know what like what, what do we need right what do we need what 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 would be helpful yeah. to bring with us yeah. and um you know in the fall we usually, you know, RCI starts, we have this intro to Catholicism series. Yeah. Um, and kind of, that's another thing being like, hey, what do we, what are we, what what's essential? What, what,
1: what do we need to know? What, what should we know? What's helpful to know? Yeah. yeah. So. It's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking too, like it's, what's essential is different if you have like a U-Haul versus like a backpack, you know? Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you kind of boil it down to like, what do I really need? Like if I got a U-Haul, like, okay, well maybe I need these things. And you start to think like you need a lot more, but then when it, if, if it's like, well, you're going to be carrying this all on your back now. It's like, Oh, I guess I don't need this kitchen sink. I guess I don't need the yeah. 96 inch television or whatever. I mean, you start to boil it down and say, what do I really need? So yeah, that's a helpful image for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I agree. Cause there, uh, especially when you maybe use that kind of metaphor and bring it to the like our faith in the church. like There's mm-hmm. a lot of really good things about our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, when you really boil it down, there's things that are re- re- really good that aren't necessarily essential. Right. right. Or that, um, that are maybe like a smaller piece of a bigger.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's part. definitely a, a hierarchy of truths, a hierarchy of beliefs. And so maybe that plays into it a little bit too, is like what's most helpful. Yeah. It, especially, I mean, part of it could be Depending on where we are in our journey, what we kind of need or, or more lean on in that particular moment of our of our journey, you know. If you're in the foothills, you're like, Oh, you know, this is pretty good. I don't need that rope or I don't need those what are those things called the picks pickaxes that you oh, kinda, Yeah, yeah. Or I forget what they're called, but yeah, if you're they're like climbing climbing gear. Yeah. If you're like climbing Mount Everest, you need these things, but if you're just walking here in Duluth, you probably don't. I mean, yeah. So interesting thoughts.
0: Yeah. So, I want to talk about um maybe a couple di- or some different categories of things and then we can kind of we we could go one by one or we can just kind of see where see where the spirit leads us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um but some some of the things that I was thinking about were um so one maybe even just like the different kinds of knowledge, I guess you could even think about. So there's um when we look at our faith, there's um the, the bible is a big part of our faith mm-hmm. um so there's biblical knowledge mm-hmm. right and then looking at it from just a very like kind of more human perspective there's just historical knowledge there's just mm-hmm. the history of the church uh the good the bad um the ugly the ugly because <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, there is that and um so there's just kind of the historical knowledge uh the very kind of factual this happened mm-hmm. and this is how it happened knowledge mm-hmm. there's um maybe that same historical knowledge but more on the uh like theological side mm. so like sure. there's
1: there's the like um, the doctrinal developments that sort of thing yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah so uh church fathers um the doctors of the, of the church kind of understanding how the faith developed mm-hmm. and then thinking about um just the saints, too. You know, there's all these stories of saints um, from the early church to, you know, the most recent uh, Blessed that just got um, – um, wasn't it
1: – This is news for uh, right. me. Wasn't it uh, like – Oh, the young guy. Yeah. Blessed Carlo. Is yeah, this yeah, yeah. You know, I've, Carlo? I've been noticing like headlines, but I haven't yeah. read it yet. So.
0: Yeah. who he, he has a great story of he's an uh, Italian kid. He was like 12 or something like that. And he, yeah, he looks super young. In he those. compiled – um, a list of Eucharistic miracles and put it um online so he was he basically ah. created a database online wow. of all the Eucharistic miracles and he ended up i think he maybe he got cancer or something yeah. I'm not sure but oh. he he died very young and they um and yeah he's been up for uh uh been kind Be- of on, 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 the, on the beatification process. And I think he finally got confirmed. Wow. That. That's so, excellent. So, so so yeah, it's just cool to, to, like, see that kind of stuff. And then also going down to, um, you know, there's, like, understanding, what, like, what the Mass is, the sacraments. Hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, apologetics. And there's there's so much knowledge yeah. in the faith that we have. And I'm probably missing some. There's spirit, just spiritual, like, prayer, mm-hmm. um, our own, like, spiritual lives so there's there's so much to know and uh, it's uh, it's a lot
1: yeah it's a lot a lot to know and as you said you know some of it there's so many aspects of our faith and uh, to try to tackle it all is a little overwhelming so it's maybe helpful to talk about some things that would be helpful to know and with the knowledge that there's a lot that I should know or would be would be helpful but we got to start somewhere. so
0: Yeah. And so maybe even a, another way to kind of place all this is like, how do I, how do I know what I should be learning or how do I know what I should know <laughs> sure. for, for like where I'm at? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, w- w- where do I go from where I'm at? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, very good. It's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the first one that you always want to start with, but it's, it's helpful, I think, for us to know our history as Christians, as Catholics uh, within the broader context of history, uh, in general. So as you said, history are, these are the facts, these are the things that have happened. Um, and I think there's that old adage that historians will say, if you don't know history, you're bound to repeat it, that sort of thing. And so some histories are good we do want to repeat it. And then other histories, it's like, Ooh, that was a big disaster. We don't want to go down that road again. So it's helpful for us to know our history. Um, uh, salvation history um, has something to do with how we look at the, the scriptures and kind of the, the story of God's people developing over the course of history I think that's very helpful to know the sort of the narrative history um, is it Jeff Cavins that does the Bible Timeline series yeah, yep. super helpful because it gives you the context of the scriptures so that you can have intelligent conversations with uh, whether it's other Christians or non-Christians um, kind of gives you the ability, you'll have to, you know, uh, sometimes have conversations about like, well, why in the Old Testament do they, uh, are, are the people of God going into Israel uh, or the Holy Land and like slaughtering all the people? Or why are they chasing them out of that place? Or why does, um, why are there uh, like the patriarchs in the early parts of the, of, of Genesis and so forth, have like multiple wives some of them and why is that a good thing you know slavery is in in uh, the scriptures why are these things like that so trying to understand the narrative and the context is helpful um, because you know we need to understand when we read the scriptures what is the context so we can understand how God developed his people so that he he met them where they were and brought them to a certain place so not everything that they had in the beginning would be like God's ideal, like, yes, this is how I want them to be eventually, but he met them where they were and then kind of slowly over time formed them into the people of God. And we would say that that continued into the New Testament, that Jesus continued that action, and then especially in the church has continued on in, in the course of his just the last 2,000 years have been that continuement, continuing development of the people of God. So we don't ch- we're not changing the doctrines, we're just kind of fulfilling and following on them and kind of look at the context of our lives today with all this history, and it kind of helps us to to have a sense of where we are and where we've come from. So we can look at something like slavery or uh, all the issues that we're dealing with now um, in regards to sexuality and all those kinds of things and say, what has the church said about this or what has God said about this and how is, has the people of God developed and what are the pitfalls that they've fallen into in the past and what happened as a result of those things. I mean, you can look at all that and and learn from it and say, okay, that's why we we teach what we do as a church. That's why we believe what we do as a church, um, because we see that God was forming his people, and that when they went into these things and they fell into these sins or just um, pitfalls, um, it ended up poorly for them. It wasn't a good thing for them, and so we don't want to make those same mistakes. So, I think definitely knowing the the Bible timeline sort of uh, narrative is helpful. And then even our own, as the church now, our own timeline and our own um, understanding of history. But there's so much to uh, to cover, you can get sort of caught up in, into the details of it. And I love history, so I, I can kind of get deep in the, the well sometimes, but sometimes it's just better to have like a an overarching thing, like understanding the context of the Reformation, for instance, or understanding like the whole iconoclast thing, which was a time when Christians were saying we shouldn't have images of God, we shouldn't have images of the saints. And so there was some people saying that, and then there were others saying that we, we should have icons and we should reverence them. And so these kinds of things, we don't really know always a lot about those things, but it can f- inform us to understand like, actually, we've, we've already talked about that as a church. We don't need to go back down that road. We've decided that, yes, yeah. we can have images of Jesus, of God, we can have images of the saints. We can even reverence icons in a certain way. We don't worship them, just like we don't worship Mary, we don't worship statues, um, but um, we have these things, and they can be helpful to us as Christians to live our faith and come closer to God. So we've had that conversation as a church, so we don't need to have it again. We might be bound to have it again just because we kind of tend to forget, or we have our own context, like our own immediate context, like you know, after Vatican II, for instance, a lot of the churches were getting rid of statues and getting getting rid of a lot of sacred art. So there's kind of this iconoclastic thing that was like, no, guys, we, we already went through this. We already decided that these things are good. Now, can it be overdone? Yes. Can it be unhelpful at times? Yes. Um, but um, So when we know our history, it can help inform our conversations and, and help us uh, not to struggle in the same way. Uh, you look at you yeah, know, just our our understanding of um, how how we look at you know what is marriage and how do we um, how do how does how does God given us this opportunity to to live as human beings in an ordered society and how marriage plays into that and um, all these things we can when we have the context of the biblical teaching on sexuality, the the Catholic teaching that has come from The apostles and from Christ Himself, um, it informs us so that as we wrestle with the things of the present, we have again the things of the past that can help us to say, okay, we don't want to go down this road. You know, uh, the early Christians they lived in a time that was very decadent. A lot of lot of weird stuff going on in terms of sexuality and and stuff. A lot of stuff that we're facing now today was present at that time. Maybe not in the same exact way, but. uh, definitely issues that that arose and so the church said no we're not gonna we're not going to live this way we're going to live in a separate way a different way and so today we have to continue that that same theme of like we're different we live differently we live according to god's law not just because we're like strict rule followers but because we recognize that god gave us these laws for our good for our benefit and so that when we go against them it actually hurts us in the long run or brings us to a place of uh disappointment um uh struggle and so forth so um, a lot of the, the lies that are being told ab- about who we are or how we should live are written in the past and we can see how they played out so that we don't have to make those same mistakes. So history in that sense is very helpful. Context is very helpful. Um, and just knowing a little bit of history can at least get us to the point where we're. if we're struggling with something, we can go back and say, okay, we've, we've already had this conversation in our history. Where is it? Let's go look at it. And then with that in mind, now let's look at the present and say, "How does how do we apply the lessons of the past?" So that was a long-winded rant, but does this yeah. make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I am um, have a couple thoughts, kind of from what you said. And one of them is, I think I, I've kind of realized over time. Like I, when I was younger, I used to think like, "Oh yeah, back in you know back in Jesus' time, or even before that, like people." Like we know so much more and mm-hmm. like we're, we're so much smarter. Right. <laughs> we're so much smarter. Yeah, see that that, that shows. Um, but we have so much more knowledge than people who lived then. Right. And then I think the more that I learn about history and just from the Bible, I'm like these people are going through the same stuff that we are currently. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I kind of realized that humans – like humanity hasn't changed – really that much in uh, the last 2000 years like the technology has changed drastically right and maybe the the context has changed but it's the same problems Mm -hmm. and it kind of helped like going through like all of that it helps kind of show and i think it makes it more real too to be like okay yeah these these problems that people were facing 2000 years ago we're still facing today
1: right in our own life they look a little different but they're the same the brokenness of humanity continues and we don't really—we're not that creative. We don't come up with yeah. new sins. We, we basically kind of, just reshape the ones of the past, and it continues on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, another thing too, I think, yeah, just kind of what you're talking about—salvation history—is that that's a really good, um, especially if somebody's just kind of intimidated by the Bible and not mm-hmm. just like, you know, there's a ton of different like reading plans out there or what yeah. or whatnot. But I feel like. Having uh, the salvation history because it's not it's not the entire Bible, you know. Like right. the entire Bible tells the story of salvation history, yes. Right, right. But the kind of story of salvation history, like following the narrative and following in the um, reading those specific books, mm-hmm. um, it's not. You know, I I guess I, I don't even know how many chapters or how or how many books that would be,
1: but it's not. Um, yeah, you know, I forget. It's, I, it's I forget how nearly... many Jeff Caven d- uses. I want to say it's like fourteen or something. So it's a pretty small. Number yeah. of the books, but it's uh, it's helpful because when you just read, like when we read this the Sunday lectionary, sometimes not always, but sometimes you're like, what are they talking about, or what's the context of that, or like why are we reading this? And you can be a little bit like, kind of dismissive of like whatever the scripture that day is because you don't have the context or whatever. Yeah. And it it'd be like, gosh, what's something today? Oh, it'd be like, you know if somebody were talking about the pandemic and I was going, why are they making a big deal of this? What, like, what's going on? Like, and I just, I'm not going to pay attention to that. It's like you miss the current event of what was happening at that time. And so it's not interesting to you. But if you knew the context, it becomes much more interesting because you recognize, like, the pandemic has changed life. It's changed everything about how we are living right now. For good or for ill, that's the, that's the reality. Um, so if you want to understand that time, our yeah. time right now... You need to be aware of how that happened and what what happened. So um, yeah, that's a small example, but yeah. So changing course a little bit, um, and
0: we'll probably talk about saints in the next uh, coming up here, since it's we're coming up on All Saints. So maybe, maybe we'll skip saints. Okay. Um. But let's talk a little bit about um. The kind of the same vein, but maybe. Uh, the history of like, or just like the early church or how how the church has developed. Mm. Um, and, you know, we kind of have, I guess, the same idea of what we're talking about when we're just, just history in general. Like there's a lot that we can learn from how um, the church has changed. But maybe, I guess, in a very practical way, is there anything that you would suggest? Like if somebody is interested in that, mm. like where would be a good place to start yeah. Like learning about um, church, like just the history of the Catholic Church and just how we have grown up,
1: I yeah. guess. Because
0: yeah. I mean, you could from like I don't know, you could
1: like read Vatican II or I don't know yeah. something yeah. like that. But yeah, there's so there's there's a lot there, and I think um, so. A lot of times, the church history is kind of broken down into three sections. You have the early church, which is up to from when Christ died, to uh, 313, which is the Edict of Milan, which made Christianity legal in the Roman Empire. So a lot of historians will s- s- talk about that period, because it's kind of like the, the period where the church is growing very quickly, uh, not super organized in terms of doctrinal beliefs, and even like the hierarchy of, of how it all functions. It's there, but it's kind of um, not so organized universally, because it's the persecuted church it's the church that's sort of just trying to figure itself out still so um that's kind of the the early phase then you have um sort of I, I forget there's different ways people have called it like the doctrinal disputes or the um uh, time of the church fathers and that would be you know 313 to roughly 6th 7th century sometimes people even go all the way up to um you know the Re- reformation period um so that's kind of looking at the doctrinal disputes. So once once Christianity was legalized, the church could function in a different way, and it was able to now take some steps back and say, okay, where have we been? What how do we how do we organize ourselves now that we're kind of all over the place? You know, we're not just these little isolated communities, but we are present everywhere in the Roman Empire and even moving beyond that. So, um, so it was a time of kind of solidifying, like what do we, how do we talk about our doctrines? We've had these th- things that we've believed, but how do we share them and how do we kind of codify them so so that people can understand them in a in an organized and orderly way? Um, so that was a time when things were kind of um, kind of cleared up in that way. Um, then you have the Middle Ages and the um, moving into the modern era. So the time of the renewal of the mendicant orders. That'd be like Saint Dominic. Uh, St. Francis, those guys coming in and kind of bringing renewal in the church and, um, and leading into the Reformation period, which is the time when uh, the Protestants broke away from the church and the Church of England broke away and you kind of have these other little groups kind of bro- breaking away from the, the Catholic Church. Um, there's lots of little segments in all of these periods that would be important to, if you were really doing an in-depth study, but these are kind of like the, the big chunks, if you will. And then the modern era would be after the Reformation until the present. So um, those are kind of like the the big spots I would guess I would say the big the big moments in history or ways that historians often will break it down. Um, a lot more could be said about each of them, and they each kind of have their own character of like what the church looks like. And I think as we are where we are now, it's helpful to know all of that because again it helps us to understand. Um, our own context, our own struggles, in light of the, the past struggles. So, so there's lots of lots of uh, things out there. I, I guess if you want to do the biblical church or the biblical foundations of the church, I, I would recommend Jeff Caven's Bible Timeline. Um, if you're moving into the church period, um, um, there's a there's a series. There's lots of series, but there's one put out by um, I forget his last or his first name. Chadwick is, is the author. He's kind of a, uh, I don't even know if he's still alive, but he's sort of a, a classic historian of church history. He's not Catholic, but um, he gives kind of a good balanced um, sort of, and he, I think he does it in three-volume thing. So I forget exactly what the breakdown is. It might be like 0 to 600, 600 to 1500, 1500 to modern day or something like that. But um, there's other ones that are much more in-depth, and so forth, but um, that's good. Another uh, one-volume book that's not really meant to be uh, a history, but it kind of is, uh, would be John Henry Newman's, uh, Cardinal Newman's uh, book on the development of Christian doctrine. He kind of covers a lot of the development of Christian doctrine, like how to how did it develop, and through that process, he kind of looks at, at history, um, and so that's also a very helpful book. I found that a very helpful read when I was in seminary haven't had a chance to go back to it but I think if I did now it would I would probably understand it more at the time I was kind of like I get some of this but not all of it yeah um, so it's a little scholarly but um I think it's very helpful for those who are really wanting to to kind of get their hands dirty a little bit with yeah. the, the the development of the church again he writes that not as a catholic but as a man who's basically converting to catholicism so through that through reading through writing that book he became catholic so um yeah there are other other series uh i'm trying to think of something that's a little less daunting um
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and I, I think
0: now that i think about it there there are some books on church history that are on formed oh. which which we have a you know we, we have a formed yeah, we have subscription, a subscription yeah. um and i think um if anyone's interested in that we do have the information on our website sure I'm very sure. confident that we do yeah um and I think there are some books on church history on formed uh, which are free yeah. for, uh, for us so yeah. Yeah. um good idea that would possibly be a good way to start too and I I I would assume that those are a little bit less s- like scholarly. Scholarly. scholarly more kind and of yeah or easier like easier reads read. yeah so.
1: yeah maybe we could even put some links of these things or information or something on our website. Yeah. Just so people, if they, if they had an interest, they could look at those things. Um, because yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the water's deep and it's pretty much as deep as you want to go. Yeah. You you can go there. So, um, sometimes you're like, I, I just wanted to put my toe in and you gave me, (laughs) uh, you know, Lake Superior. So.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe the, The one that we'll end on, which we're not getting to all of them, but, um, but yeah, we're about a half an hour in, so we can, we can find or find one to, to land, land the plane with, um, maybe talking about, um, uh, just like spiritualities or like, um, like how do we like, like learning more, um, about, uh, just our own prayer life and the development of that. Because yeah. uh, I think when somebody kind of first gets into it, um, there there's some some good tools, but then the deeper you get into it, maybe the harder it is to to find consistency yeah, right. within right. Um, prayer. Yeah. So um, maybe anything yeah. you would that, re- that, recommend on that.
1: Yeah, that's a great, I think that's a good one to end with because I would say above the history pieces or the kind of the context pieces, this is more essential, I would say. Um, The history is very important and it's good, but if you don't have this piece, history can just become this abstract study of human history and so forth, which is good on its own, but um, it doesn't connect us necessarily to God by knowing the history of the church. It doesn't make me a better Christian. It doesn't make me more uh, close to God. It doesn't make me a better Catholic to know these things in, in the sense that, um, just studying history in itself doesn't necessarily change me. It can, right? We can have an encounter th- with God and his church through history and going, wow, I'm inspired by these people or these events. But our prayer life, our spirituality, is definitely like very applicable when it comes to growing closer to God. And so, um, yeah, I think that's very, very important. Spirituality is, is an area of our development, and as Catholics that it goes... As deep as you want, you know God wants us to be in relationship with Him. He wants us to be um, these deep wells of uh, of coming to know Him. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen right away. It happens over time, just as any relationship develops over time, our friendships with other people, and so forth. So I think the most critical thing is to to start right to to pray to to set some time aside. And I know for for moms and dads, for people who live busy lives, that can seem so daunting to try to carve out some time. But I think when we make that effort uh, in some form or fashion to say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to dedicate some time in my day to to prayer, um, it multiplies our time in a sense, or it blesses us. God blesses us through this desire that we express. Through trying to set some time aside for prayer, he blesses us and says, I see that you want to know me. I'm going to make myself known to you, and I'm going to bless your life because of this. Uh, maybe not in the ways that we were expecting or desiring right away, but over time, it's sort of this cumulative effect of God blessing us and working in our lives. Um, so where to start? Uh, there's so many places to start. Um, anything by Jacques Philippe? Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. writes lots of little spiritual books, and yeah. the thing I like about them is they're always short. Yeah. They're like yeah, easy, easy read. Easy to, yeah. Even though, even though I, I don't know who his
0: translator is, but they do a great job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's French, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I've read a couple, um, a couple books by him.
1: Um Time for God is probably the first one I read and yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Time for God was, was, yeah, the first one that I read. And it, I, I think it was, it was good where it was very practical, but also gives you a little like kick in the pants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of inspires you to like want more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... I think sometimes the struggle, right, is we don't even know what we're missing when we don't have a spirituality, when we don't have a prayer life, when we don't have like a deep faith. We might kind of abstractly say, "I I would like that," but we don't know what we're missing for the most part. So it's it's kind of like I wish sometimes we could just help people understand, like that you you're made for this, and this is going to fulfill you in a deeper way or in a in a way that you can't imagine right now uh, when you but when you embark on this. This quest to, to meet God and to spend time and to get to know God, it uh, it's amazing where it leads, and so it's so worth spending time um, getting to know God and and spending time, and that's basically what prayer is: is developing a relationship with God. You know, we don't always use the language, or we haven't historically used the language in the Catholic Church of personal relationship with God, but that's basically what we mean: is are you are you trying to know God? Are you making efforts to invite God to? to be with you and to to be part of your life. And that's what we mean is develop a relationship with Jesus and 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 God the Father and, and the Holy Spirit and the saints and so forth. So, um, if you're wanting something a little deeper, uh, I don't know if it's in print anymore. Uh, you may be able to get it. I'm not sure. There's a book uh, called Spiritual Theology by Jordan Alman. He uh, is a kind of a deep well. So, that. It's, I would say that's more like advanced, uh, but it might be even something that someone who's a beginner might be interested in just because it kind of helps you to... Sometimes you just look at it like a, the, the table of contents and you're like, oh my gosh, there's a lot more here than I thought. There's a lot more to this than I realize. And it can inspire you to say, I want to know more about this rather than... It, it also might inspire you to say, there's too much. I can't take it. I, I, I quit before I begin because yeah. it's overwhelming. So depending on the kind of person you are, that could be a place to at least get a hint of like what's out there. Um, but there's tons of spiritual writers. Um, and sometimes even just reading the lives of the saints can be a helpful thing. Um, reading something uh, for priests, I think this is always helpful. I don't know if it's helpful for Lady Some have expressed that it is, but um, John Vienney's uh, biography, uh, there's just several out there. I forget which one is the one that kind of everybody kind of recommends. But, um, you know, somebody like that. Uh, I remember reading a biography about uh, um, uh, St. Vincent de Paul. And it was very interesting because he he had a huge conversion in his life. I mean, he became a priest, but he wasn't really becoming a priest to serve God's people, but more to kind of enrich his family and so forth. And, and there was this process of him becoming more fervent and so forth. So these stories of saints can help us too. But I would say definitely the quest of spirituality is definitely worth it. It's something we need to do. Um, it's an essential I would say of, of, of living as a Christian, as a Catholic. Um, but it can be a little daunting, but again uh, if we if we make it a, an effort if we if we express a desire to God uh, and will to grow closer to him, it will happen. It might be slow and it might be arduous at times and it might be challenging um, And sometimes we can feel like you say like where do I start or what do I, how do, I, how, do I, how do I begin this or I don't really know. Um, but if we, if we reach our hand, I think God grasps our hand and pulls us up, you know? So,
0: yeah. And I think one of the cool things about kind of journey of the spirit of our own spirituality is that it just can is that like our own? Yeah. Very like, personal. like on the, most of the things in the church, um, we don't like, it's kind of told, Hey, this is how you do this. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, it's like, Hey, this is the way that you do this. If you want to go to confession, this is the way that you do that. Yeah. If you want to. You know, receive the Eucharist. This is how you do that. Yeah. When it comes to our spirituality and prayer, it's really like it's one of the few things that we really get to take complete ownership on, right? And do um, kind of work or create that relationship, yeah. Um, build that relationship. It's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Like however we kind of want to.
1: Yeah. And in some sense, everything in the church. To some, in some way, you could look at it as everything in the church exists. To help you develop this relationship with god yeah if you have everything else but haven't developed that then we've really missed the boat or we've we've failed you so um you know at the end of the day if you you need this aspect of of catholicism to to really gain the benefit of everything else so
0: yeah and um i would say also if anybody is looking for um Looking for some sort of material to come to the the library here at Saint Lawrence, which is oh, yeah. where we currently are recording this. Where we're sitting, yeah. Um, Lots of uh, resources here. Yeah, there's a lot of resources here. I know the sisters have been um, kind of bulking it up recently. They've they've yeah. purchased some some stuff. We have some different some different journal from uh, Bishop Barron's ministry. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Word on Fire. Word What's on Fire. Yep.
1: Magazine there. Yeah.
0: Yep. So we have some of that. So if you really like, you know, art and um like he goes a really, really deep into talking about different art. There's a lot of apologetic uh, stuff. There's a lot of stories of saints. So mm-hmm. this is a good place um, if you're a Veggie Tales person. You know yeah. that we we have a bunch of Veggie Tales veggie DVDs. Tales. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there, there's a ton of stuff here. So if you don't want to just like buy something on Amazon and sure. kind of roll the dice, you can come here and okay. actually like.
1: And sometimes check some you can just come here and and maybe look and see what's out there gives you a place to start because sometimes just randomly thinking like I'm going to read something is, is hard. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, great. Um, yeah. Thank you, father. Um,
1: do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Yeah. I think, I think it's good that we talk about these things that are helpful to know. We could say that we ought to know, or we should know, but again, uh, it's an invitation, right? God is always offering us an invitation to go deeper, to, to know more, and so we can see it as an obligation, but it's not an obligation in the sense of, like God doesn't lay upon us and say, you must do these things. It's, I want to know you. I want you to know me. Uh, this is how it happens. You know, come to know my church, come to live in my church, come to know the body of Christ, and through that, I will bless you, I will come to know you, and I will work in your life. And so at the end of the day, we're not we're not trying to push like a program or a... Uh, certain, certain, certain sort of trivial pursuit knowledge that you need to know. It's, it's more, we want you to have the tools you need. We want you to be blessed. We want you to enjoy life. We want you to have joy and peace in your life. And that's what our faith does. It does all these things for us. And so sometimes we can see it as like, ah, this thing I got to do or this this time I got to spend doing these things. And really, it's, uh, it's more of an invitation that God wants to bless you and so yeah hopefully this conversation was helpful and inspiring a couple of thoughts in that regard so
0: yeah absolutely uh, while you were saying mentioning that I just had the thought of uh, at, at the gates of at the gates of heaven before you get in you have to win a game of like bar Catholic trivia
1: <laughs> yeah that's right uh, have you played that game there's a game called uh, what is it called it's like it's basically apples to apples but Catholic I don't think I've played it, but I've definitely heard of it. Okay. Maybe be called just like the Catholic game or something like that. But yeah. yeah, I remember playing it with some friends in my last parish like a couple of weeks before I left, and it was so funny because a lot of the stuff, like we all were familiar, like the, the Jeff uh, Jeff Cavins was one of the people. Um, I think Father Mike Spritz had a card or two. And so it was just really funny, like, oh, this is funny. Like we actually know this stuff. So Yeah. Because
0: yeah. sometimes
1: you look at those games and you're like – I don't know who this person is or I don't know anything about that or, yeah. So yeah, funny. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, father for your your wisdom once again, and thank you all for listening and we will see you back here next week. Great.